matter at this point. Uh, but it is Monday. Let's talk. Um, I wanted to just jump on here and do um, an episode, but not actually have it follow, like, any sort of structure. I mean, let's be honest, not that it really does. I think it tries to, but it is me you're talking to or listening to. So you know that there's going to be a dumpster fire at some point. So might as well just start with one, right? Dumpster fire meaning exactly what's happening in the world right now. Um, I do want to talk about um, COVID-19 or the coronavirus um, just because it is like, what else are we supposed to talk about, right? Like I can't jump on here and talk about anything that's going to be relevant or meaningful because I think all of us are just in this weird limbo right now. And I'm not an expert at all. I'm not a doctor. I am not anything other than a teacher who is being affected by this as much as everybody else is. Um, So I just kind of wanted to talk really quickly, I guess, about kind of just how I'm dealing with it, how you're dealing with it, maybe some things that we can do to remain calm and do what's best for ourselves and for other people. So I want to start with, this is probably the most intense thing that we've dealt with um, as a community or as people in a while. Like, unfortunately, we're living in a time where we're kind of just waiting for the other shoe to drop, whether it's like a tragedy, a natural disaster, um, unfortunately, like, you know, a school shooting or something that is, we're just always waiting. We, We turn on the news and there's always something, right? But I don't think any of us expected this. Like, I can think back to uh, around late January, my parents went on vacation, and they came back, and I was like, you know, it was kind of starting in the news and, like, little simmering, so to speak. And I was like, oh, Dad, you know, you got to be careful. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we're home, we're good. And then couple weeks later, two weeks later, I ended up getting sick, which I remember I talked about, and I mean, now looking back, like, who knows what that was, but like, I, not that I think I had it, but it's just like so crazy. So I was sick, and I remember going to the doctor, and like, telling her my symptoms, and I got tested for the flu, and she was kind of joking, and she was like, oh, have you traveled, you know, to China or anything? And I was like, oh, no, you know, just, you know, sinus infection, or I just had a sinus infection, so I went about my day, and, you know, that's all that it really was, like, this coronavirus was just this, like, faraway thing that, you know, wasn't going to be directly impacting my life until it was, until, you know, fast forward to now, and I can't leave my house, um, and I really want to stress that point, like, you, if you're sitting here, and you kind of have that, like, invincible mentality of like, oh, but I could just like go get a drink with a friend or go out to lunch or, you know, I could just like, oh, I just won't touch anybody. Like, I think we really need to be mindful of like what we're actually doing and the, the fact that we don't actively think about our actions and like you don't understand the magnitude of this. So my parents are both immunocompromised and I think that's probably why this is I'm a little bit more, like, intense about this, and I'm not trying to be dramatic. It's just the way that it is. Um, My mom works in a senior, uh, in an assisted living, a senior living home, and she doesn't, like, that job doesn't close. She doesn't get to just not go to work. Like, these are residents who are highly, highly susceptible to this, 
and okay, fine, let's say you aren't, you know, you're going to go out with your friend, and you're going to go out to lunch, and then that friend decides, okay, now I'm going to go, and I'm going to go visit my grandmother, like, in a nursing home or in an assisted living. Like, yeah, you aren't affected by it, but now you just affected someone else. Maybe not infected, but there is an effect, you know, a cause and effect. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm starting off pretty hot, but I think we're not thinking about anything besides ourselves right now. And that's not, that's not the majority of people. Like, I've been seeing a lot of people that are saying, like, social distancing and flatten the curve and staying home and being smart. And honestly, like, at first, I'll be completely honest, I wasn't like that. I was like, well, you know, whatever. I'm not going out into mass crowds. I'm still going to do my, my life. I'll go to the gym. I'll do X, Y, and Z for, you know, maybe, like, two weeks ago or last week until I couldn't do that anymore. Like, I was still going to the gym because the gym was important to me. I was still going grocery shopping because I needed food. I was still, my parents and my brother and my sister-in-law and Frank, we went out to dinner. And, like, everything was kind of normal until I felt like we just, like, pressed pause. I think that's what we're all doing right now. We're just, like, pressing pause. If you're lucky enough to work from home, like, I always used to joke around and be like, oh, I can never work from home. That's, like, everybody gets to work from home, and I always have to go into work. Well, be careful what you wish for, right? Because now I'm working from home until I don't know when. My school's not opening until further notice. So I don't know when I'm going to get to go to work again. And, you know, that might sound like, oh, so lucky. But no, it's not. Like, my job and in order to do my job well, I need to be around people. I need to be making sure that my students are engaged and learning and I'm not, I'm not, you know, short-ending them. Like, I would be doing a disservice to them if I, you know, was never there, right? If I was always absent. So this is kind of the same thing. Like, we're all absent for the foreseeable future. And I don't know how my students are going to do. Like, I don't know if, if I'm going to be, if, I, if my, you know, ability to teach them is going to translate through a computer. I, it's so unknown, and it's, it's a little like, oh yeah, like the novelty is going to wear off very quickly. And yes, I am lucky to be able to work from home, and I know that some people aren't. And I think we're all kind of just like, like floating through this like it doesn't matter at times where, you know, this is actually bigger than we think it is. And listen, I don't know what's going to happen, right? Like, I just see Italy, right, where my family is and my family is, is suffering, right? Like, I see all, like, on the news and I see the videos and I see people, like, really trying to maintain a sense of normal and community with one another, but this has got to be tough. And they're on straight lockdown. They can't go anywhere. And as of today, we have a curfew, right? Like, we can't be out past 8 p.m. We can't go to the gym. We can't go to bars. We can't, you know, go places that we don't need to be. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, we, we go, 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 go through life every single day. And we don't ever really stop and press pause. And this is your chance. Like, this is not good. These are not good circumstances. I'm not saying that this is, like, a good thing, but I am saying that it can be a blessing in disguise. You know, take a minute and just, like, realize that you are 
getting permission to stop. You are getting permission to kind of come back to, to a center and come back and, and just take it slow, right? Like, I don't remember the last time that I was able to just, like, do things in, at a pace that was comfortable for me and not in a pace that I had to follow. And, you know, this might change. Starting Wednesday, I'm doing this remote learning with my students, and I don't know what that's going to look like. So for today being Monday and tomorrow Tuesday, I'm trying to be really intentional about the way that I'm spending my time, and I'm not leaving my house. I think for a little while, I was starting to get a little bit of, like, FOMO in the sense of, oh, well, what are people going to think if I don't go to the gym? Like, what are people at the gym going to think if I don't go? Because I was seeing that people were still going. And I had this, like, oh, I don't know. Should I go? Should I not go? And then I thought about it, and I was like, how can you go? How can you go to the gym? And I'm not knocking anybody who did go. Like, that's not my business. I just hope, you know, obviously they were being safe about it. But, like... Things are spiraling very quickly, and it's easy to pretend like it's not happening at all. Just kind of, like, go about my regular normal routine, which, you know, to a certain extent you should be doing. Like, there needs to be a sense of normalcy, but we'll get there. But, like, I was so concerned as to, like, well, is it going to be, like, acceptable if I stay home? Or are people going to think that, like, I'm being dramatic? Like, oh my god, you're staying home? Like, really? It's not even that bad. And that's the dangerous thing, is that thought process right there, of someone thinking to themselves, oh, someone's going to be like, oh, you're such a baby, like, it's not that bad. And then you go and do the thing that you should not be doing. Um, and, and that's something that we need to avoid. Like, listen to yourself. Listen to your body. Listen to your mind. If, you're, if your first instinct is to say, no, I shouldn't do that, then don't do it. It's almost like pure pressure, right? Just don't do it. And and that's where I'm at. Like, I even talked to Frank about it, and I was like, maybe I will go to the gym today. And he kind of looked at me like, are you crazy? And, and that's when it really solidified of, like, no. We need to be in, in our homes and just wait and try to create a sense of normalcy with this new normal. If we stay home and we do what we're supposed to do, this won't be this prolonged thing. It won't get to the point of where it is in Italy that, you know, thousands of people are, are infected and dying and they can't leave their homes. Like, if we are doing what we're supposed to be doing now, we won't be crying later, right? So I think the best way to go about this is, number one, realize the importance of staying home. I feel like we see all those, like, memes or whatever on, on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, and it's like, oh, when I'm out, all I want to do is be home. Well, now you're getting the opportunity to do it. So practice what you preach and do exactly what you want to do. Everybody says, oh, I, I love being home. I love sitting home and watching Netflix. I love being at my house. Well, there you go. There you go. You got what you wanted. Now just be smart about it, right? And I, I always think about, like, not always, but, like, in the past couple of days I've been thinking, like, Number one, like, there's no treatment unless you are really having the symptoms of, like, you need to be hospitalized. Like, you're going to feel sick or you're going to feel shitty or whatever. And then if you do the right thing, you'll be okay. So I think a lot of the panic is, is because, of, because we're watching the news. And I was for real watching the news, like, all day long. Whether it was on my phone, whether it was on TV before I was going to work. 
I was constantly like plugged into, you know, all of this like negativity and fear. And it really made me like spiral and get super, super anxious. And then I kind of unplugged for a little while and tried to maintain some normalcy. Like I went for a walk around my neighborhood, which I think is fine if, as long as you're not contacting anybody and you're being smart and you're washing your hands when you get home and all of those things. Like I went for a walk. I, you know, and that kind of like brought me back to earth a little bit. And I was like, okay, it's going to be fine. Like we just need to get there. And the way in which we do that is by listening to the recommendations, right? So, and I think for me, the, the thing that's really been helping me kind of get out of this anxious state of mind that I had been in, especially when um, we, had to, we had to leave work, um, it was such an unsettling feeling um, and a lot of fear. And now that I'm home and I don't know when I'm going to go back to work, like that's, that's a kind of that's hard for me. Like, I don't know. And it's, it feels different than a spring break. It feels different than summer. And it should, it should feel different because this is not a vacation. This is not free time to go and do whatever you want. Go to the beach or go get some errands done. Go get your nails done. This is a time to be smart and to put yourself first. And I think that's probably what a lot of people are struggling with is having no choice but to put yourself and your health first. Like even my mom, I, I I wanted to like shake her the other day. She's so, so, so focused on my dad because my dad is really immunocompromised. She was so focused on him and oh my gosh, what if he gets it? And what are we going to do? And like kind of talking and talking and talking to me. And I was like, mom, <laughs> you are also immunocompromised. You also need to take care of yourself. And she looked at me dead in my face and said, oh my God, I didn't even think about me. I didn't even realize, like she totally forgot that she was also immunocompromised and that she needs to be taking care of herself too. She was so, so, so focused on my dad because that's kind of the way in which is that their relationship has been, like unfortunately for them, the almost the entire time that they've been together, or actually the entire time they've been together, on and off, my dad's been very sick. So, like, it's just her natural instinct to take care of him. And she completely forgot to take care of herself. So now I'm, like, kind of calling them and checking in and making sure that they are taking care of themselves and also taking care of each other. And, you know, the roles have reversed a little bit where I'm like, don't go outside, don't go to the store, you know, if you're going to go for a walk around the block, like, sure, go ahead and do that, but just, like, be careful, and kind of, like, it, it almost feels like when I was a kid, like, going to ride my bike, and my parents were like, all right, make sure your helmet's on, don't leave the neighborhood, like, move for cars, <laughs> like, the roles are reversed a little, but that's okay. I, you know, because I am, I am concerned or, or worried or, you know, feeling uneasy about that, because that's when it's no longer this, like, okay, you're going to sit home and you're going to feel crappy for a few days if you get it or for how long, and then you're going to be okay because you're healthy. Like, I think about my parents who are not the healthiest people, and if people are going to have this, like, la-di-da attitude and do whatever they want and then come in contact with my parents at some point, whether it's directly or through other people, like, you're not thinking about that. You're only thinking of, like, oh, I can survive it. That's, I'm good. Yeah, but somebody else might not be. So I think we need to stop being so selfish at times 
and really understand the importance of it's not about you as much as, as it's about you plus everyone else, if that makes sense. But on the other hand, I have been seeing a lot of love and a lot of like sense of community and people really making the best out of a bad situation, like people helping each other out. And, and I'm totally there for that. Like if anybody needs help with their kids, with their homework or with, you know, just like good book recommendations to keep yourself or kids busy, like I'm here. I, I, it's my natural instinct to help. And I want that to continue. I don't know how I can do it from my house, but if there's a will, there's a way, and I want to help. And, you know, being, check, check in on your grandparents, call them, make sure they're okay. You know, offer if you're close and, and you can help them out, like get an Amazon package delivered to them, do something. Because that's also who I'm worried about. Like my, my grandfather is very stubborn and headstrong, and he'd be the type to be like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. And my mom will call me and be like, uh, he was at the bank today. And I'm like, what? So, you know, we just got to take care of our own and take care of ourselves. And I think the best way to take care of yourself the way that I know how is to maintain a routine. Now, I talked a lot about sticking to a routine a couple episodes ago. And I just want to reiterate, like, when you have a routine, you feel like you are in control amidst all of this, like, stuff that you can't control. So, you know, I just did, I just exercised in my little guest room, you know, because I couldn't go to the gym today, but I did it anyway, right? I'm drinking a ton of water. Well, because, you know, number one, we're supposed to be drinking a ton of water every single day, and I try to really do that. But also because if you're hydrated and you're healthy, your your chances of, of getting coronavirus are, are lower, right? Depending on other factors, of course. I don't know everything about it, but I do know how to keep myself healthy, right? Don't, and I listen, I'm guilty of it too. I made a crumb cake today and had a size, uh, a piece of it, ooh, I just hit the microphone, a piece of it that was the size of my head. Like, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not also treating myself, but I am still eating food that's going to make me feel good. Like, I know we all, like, kind of went out, we got our snacks, and, you know, that's all fine and well, but, like, fruit, vegetables, whole foods, right? Like things that aren't, haven't been processed. So like, yeah, eat your pop tarts, but also, you know, eat some asparagus. I don't know. Um, just kind of getting a sense of normalcy, like getting up every morning, like, listen, I'm working from home and I've never done that before, but I need to make sure that I'm also still like doing my same morning routine. Will I get up at 5am? Probably not. I'll be honest. But I also think that I need to set a new routine for this new work-from-home schedule. So maybe that's, like, getting up at 7, right? Immediately getting dressed for the day. Work clothes? No, I'm not that crazy. But not my pajamas all day long. Because when you're in your pajamas all day, you're not going to want to do anything productive. So I think, like, tricking your, your body or mind into thinking that, like, you're dressed for the day, you need to do things with your day, might help. That's always helped me. My dad had a friend who... He used to work from home every single day, and he used to wear a suit every day, but he was, like, sitting in his kitchen working, and that's what helped him, like, stay productive, but I also think that might be a little crazy, but listen, to each his own, it worked, he's very successful, but, um, not my level of commitment, so, yeah, I'll be in, you know, yoga pants and a sweatshirt, but at least I'm not wearing my, like, puppy pajamas that nobody should see ever, right? Because you're not supposed to have those. 
after the age of 12, but we're going to keep that between us as friends. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to take a couple of minutes and talk about kind of how I'm dealing with this, how you're dealing with this. Um, it's going to be all right. You know, we just have to get through it. And the way in which we do that is by listening to the advice of people who know more and know better than we do. We all like to think that we know everything, but in this case, we really truly don't. And we need to listen to the CDC. Like, don't listen to what, you know, Karen on Facebook posted this, you know, this meme that said, like, if you, you know, boil, I don't know, like, cinnamon and put it with vinegar and gargle it, that's the cure. Like, and someone's like, oh my god, I'm gonna try this. Don't try that. Listen to the CDC, listen to the Department of Health, listen to the people who are experts, who went to school and know way more than you and your Facebook account know. <laughs> Um, like, just be smart, and it's easy to think about you, but think about you and everyone else. I just don't want to see this end in a way that we should have said, like, oh, we could have done more, right? Like, I would rather overreact 100% of the time, overreact, and be like, okay, well, at least everything's okay, rather than underreact and cry and say, oh my god, if only I would have done X, Y, Z. That's what I'm trying to avoid. I'm trying to avoid feeling like I could have done more. And you can only worry about yourself and your immediate family right now. So take care of yourself. Drink water. Listen to music. Exercise. Open a book, right? Watch something that's going to make you laugh because you need that. And then watch something that's going to feed your brain, right? Like I put on uh, the Pixar movie uh, Inside Out the other day while I was, yesterday while I was folding laundry, and it immediately made me happy, right? And then I, you know, had to open a book and just read, and it, it, you need to unplug every now and then. Turn off the news because it's going to scare you, and just check in every now and then. Like, FaceTime your parents or your grandparents or your friends with little kids to get the kids kind of, like, distracted for a little bit. Just do something or do anything that's going to put you in a good position for however long this is going to be. Um, and that's all we can really do. Just take deep breaths and, and know that this too shall pass. And when it does, we'll, we're going to hopefully come out stronger and with some good habits, right? Wash your hands. Wash your hands. I feel like I should have said that earlier, but like, to me it goes without saying, but I think a lot of you realized where the soap was in your house uh, this week. So just kind of always remember where it is. Wash your dang hands. At first I was, I saw this thing on Facebook. After I just told you not to look at Facebook for information, but this was funny. It was saying if you need to know like how long you should be washing your hands for, just sing the thong song chorus twice and you're good to go. <laughs> so I was doing that and Frank had never heard that song before. Um, and that was fun for him to be like, what is that? And then it was in our heads, and then he hated me for it, and now I'm not allowed to sing that anymore. Um, but yeah, if that works for you, I would say go for it. Wash your hands. Like, I can't even tell you how dry my hands are. I've been giving myself, like, paper cuts with the slightest touch of anything because they're so, so, so dry. Um, and I've been doing this cycle of, like, wash my hands, put lotion on. And five minutes later, like, wash my hands, put lotion on. And I'm like, you know what? Screw the lotion. I'm just going to wash my hands. And, like, 
you need to do it. I think I washed my hands like 47 times today. And it makes me feel better. And I disinfected my entire house, right? And it's just those things that like put your mind at ease. And now you're kind of like, okay, I'm doing all of the things that I can do. I'm drinking, I'm a coffee girl, but I'm drinking a lot of tea because it's easier to like, you know, hot liquid that's like hydrating me. It's making me feel good. And just like eating food that it's going to like, almost like, like bless my body, right? And I mean, besides the crumb cake, but that blessed my body in a whole other way. Um, just being smart and listen, like, I, I know some, some people can be dumb, but let's not be those people. Let's be smart and let's have empathy and let's have compassion and care a little bit about others before we care about ourselves and stay home. Get the bar will be there when you when it's all over. The gym will be here when it's all over. Like, TJ Maxx does not need any more chaos than it already has, right? That store is wild, right? There's like, you know, like Sebastian Iascalco says, there's like a set of forks in the men's underwear department. Like, you can't find anything there. Like, stay away from those places. They will all be there when you get back. When we, when, <laughs> not when you get back, when we're allowed out again. Just press pause. We all wish and wish and wish to press pause on our lives. Oh, if I could just have some time, or if I could just relax, or if I could just, you know, just take a break. Congratulations. This is a blessing in disguise on some level. Take a break. Press pause. Reconnect with your families. Talk to each other, right? Frank and I are probably going to go play a board game. Like, remember who you are and, and you know, the people that you surround yourself with. They're going to be there for you throughout this, this really, really hard time, this challenging, challenging time. And the best that we can do is just you know, taking it one day at a time. What else is there to do? We take it one day at a time, and then we go from there. Anyway, I hope everyone's feeling well. I hope that this brought comfort in, in some way. I know it did for me. I think it was a little bit of, like, it was cathartic for me. So let's just see what we can do and hope for the best. And that's all I got for you. Okay.